0: Welcome back. So glad you're here. I am fascinated with everything that helps me become my best self. Ever since I began the quest for you journey, I've filled my days with buckets of purpose as I call them. That means I've allocated most of my time to areas that have meaning for me and that make my life better, but that doesn't mean I'm always effective with my time. In fact, I believe I could be much further ahead with my buckets of purpose if I procrastinated less and focused more. On the previous episode, we talked about the Akrasia effect, the phenomenon we all know too well of not following through on our plans, acting contrary to what we decided, doing the opposite of what we set out to do. The explanation for this effect lies, as I observe on my own life, in the way we perceive time. While we love planning for the future, we don't actually like to take action once the future arrives. You all probably have at some point prepared with great motivation for a new challenge. Maybe a fitness goal or a new activity or maybe even a business idea. But when it came time to take actual steps, to go out and Make stuff happen and on a consistent basis. You struggled. We all struggle because change is hard. Change requires stepping out of our comfort zone and doing something new, something we're not used to. We are creatures of comfort. We like our routines. The new thing is not part of the routine yet. It interferes with our old habits and therefore it makes it hard. It requires willpower, and when that fails us, we can say akrasia has hit us. Which is also referred to as weakness of will. I look at willpower as a reservoir. Every morning when we wake up, we are given a limited amount. Not always the same, depending on the things that we have going on in our lives. Stress, lack of sleep, physical illness all those can make our reservoir dwindle very quickly. I prefer to rely on willpower as little as possible because it quite often disappoints me. On a good day, I can ignore the snacks in the office. But as soon as things get hectic, they are the first aid that calm me down. Because let's be clear, carrot sticks and cucumber slices are just not as calming as chocolate-covered almonds. Wouldn't you agree? We need power of will every day, whether we notice it or not. Swallowing your words and remaining silent in a meeting where the discussion gets heated. People cutting you off in traffic while you resist the temptation to honk and get angry. Forcing yourself to get up earlier, to go to the gym. Even small things such as mincing your words with people to remain friendly costs willpower. So when it comes to the big goals we have set out to do, the new challenges we want to undertake, I prefer to bridge the gap between idea and action with strategies. I want to minimize the chance that I don't follow through and thereby prevent the accrasia effect from kicking in. Because I realized the better my strategies, the more effective I am with my purpose buckets. Just because they are areas of my life I'm passionate about that doesn't mean they are easy to follow through on. In fact, they often involve quite a bit of discomfort, risk, and usually hard work. And most of all, they require time. Time I rarely have, just laying around. So in order to increase the chance that I follow through, I try to design methods around them that force me to follow through. I want to rely as little as possible on having to make a decision and instead just want to follow a process. Processes have the tendency to keep us in check. Just think about your morning routine, which most likely you follow without ever questioning any of the steps. Maybe you change the order sometimes, or you speed up one of the processes when you're in a hurry. But you probably rarely skip a step. Goals and plans are not yet part of a routine, and that is what makes them so hard to follow. So the first strategy is this. Make them part of a routine as quickly as possible. Automate them. The best way to automate a task is to do it every day or on a set schedule. Let me give you climbing, for example, because it works as an example for almost anything I talk about on this podcast. You'd think climbing is just a passion and as such shouldn't be a problem to execute. That's partially true. But remember, we talked about time. Climbing takes at least one full day. If we're going out to Yosemite or further, it requires an entire weekend. And as much as I love climbing, I do have things to do on the weekend. Last year, every weekend I had to force myself to commit to climbing. This year, I automated the decision by committing to climb every weekend prior to the season even starting. I found a new climbing partner, so this has also helped. Because my previous climbing partner was not as committed. He had several different climbing partners. So I wasn't always sure if we would climb and when. My new climbing partner, when he heard that I want to climb every weekend, he also committed. We created a shared Google calendar where we mark our free weekends. And on those weekends, It is understood we climb. This now forces me to rearrange my other responsibilities. But the process is automated. I don't have to debate the decision anymore. Should I climb or should I not? It's done. I did the same with my workouts, which I have shared with you before. I go to the gym every day. I don't schedule rest days. I schedule workout days. And I work out until I need rest, which my body tells me when that is. And then I rest. Most people decide on the days they will work out, say Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But then something comes up on a Friday and now they only worked out two days out of seven. It's most effective to plan whatever is important to you daily or at least weekly with a bigger time slot. I shared about the Shabbat practice my friend Marilyn keeps. Every Saturday evening, she signs off all her devices and is unavailable for 24 hours. She takes Shabbat, she stops, and she rests. That is the reason my meditation practice hasn't taken off. I haven't automated it yet. And I haven't removed obstacles yet that stand in the way to make it happen. Which is strategy number two. Remove as many obstacles as you can that hold you back. One of my obstacles that prevent me from doing yoga is that I go to bed too late. This holds me back from waking up earlier to do yoga and meditate. I'm just too tired. If we want to remove obstacles, we first need to know what they are. This requires an honest look at ourselves. I dilly-dally around in the evenings. I squander my time. Instead of hitting the sheets, I do other things until I master an earlier bedtime, I will not master a morning meditation practice or a yoga routine. What are your obstacles? We all have them. Here is a hint. They usually involve time misallocation. In order to get something done, you need time. Time you currently spend doing something else. Figure out what it is you spend your time on and see if you can remove that obstacle. Other obstacles require small changes in behavior. For example, when I have an almond butter jar in my pantry, I will dip into it. It took me a year to figure this out. I finally stopped buying jars and instead purchased individual packages. And I realized I barely used them. Almond butter was more like a treat. In absence of chocolate, I dipped into almond butter. I also deleted Facebook off my phone over a year ago. Obstacle removed. The biggest challenge is to start. Once you overcome that, like the tunnel we talked about the other day, then you're rolling. So try to remove the obstacle that holds you back and make the road as straight and clear as possible. Find the conflict find your almond butter jar, your Facebook app, or the time you spent on something else. Remove the obstacle and clear the path to your goal. My last strategy revolves around accountability. Find something that raises the stakes. This can be a deadline, a person, a system that keeps you in check. Let me give you an example. My speaking program involved a lot of travel to the location of the program, but in between, we had many things to prepare at home. I was very committed. Every time on the flight back home, I planned out my next three weeks. Every night, according to my calendar, I made something happen. But as soon as I was back home and my daily routine, I forgot about the well-laid-out plans. Half a week would pass and I wouldn't do a thing on my assignments. But then I would suddenly feel the pressure. Why? Because every Sunday I met with my local group, members of the speaking program here in the Bay Area, with whom I meet once a week to work on our assignments. Mostly it's rehearsal time. They were always prepared, so I wouldn't look good if I came unprepared. They were my rescue. Without them... I wouldn't be as far along as I am with my program. Peer pressure works magic. Use it. Force accountability on yourself. We are not good at holding ourselves accountable. Others are. Even if they don't do it directly by yelling at us when we don't get stuff done, indirect pressure is enough. Afraid to look bad or unprepared. Trying to keep up with others and be part of the group. Deadlines we set for ourselves are not nearly as effective as when someone else actually waits on us to bring a certain result. My podcast episodes are scheduled to appear Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's a deadline. Maybe you are waiting on my episodes. Maybe not. Maybe you haven't even noticed that they come on a certain schedule. But I have made that commitment, and in my mind, I don't want to let you down. When I have technical problems and my episodes that I scheduled to release didn't release, I get very nervous. It's a commitment I made, and I try to stick to it. I use these three strategies all the time. When I really want to get something done, I pull out my planner and I write it down. It always starts with writing it down. When I then don't get it done, I try to automate it. By scheduling it. Once it's scheduled, I already begin to look out for the obstacles that could stand in the way and I try to remove them. And lastly, I build an accountability which raises the stakes for me to get something done. Give one of these strategies a try when you notice that you are procrastinating and are not getting done what you set out to do. Remember, time is a limited resource. Let's use it on the endeavors that have importance and meaning for our life. Those are often difficult ones, so they require strategies to help us overcome the routines that keep us comfortable, but sadly, also unchallenged. Much love.